Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. I was a highwayman. Along the coach roads I did ride. Sword and pistol by my side. Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade. Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade. The bastards hung me in the spring of '25, but I am still alive. Hands and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. I was born upon the tide. <laughs> <laughs> the sea oh, buddy. I think the three of yep. us as dads, me, you, and Lloyd, we just try not to ruin our kids. Yeah. You know, we, we give them the best examples we possibly can. We try to be there for them. Now, every once in a while, you just stumble across something. You're like, "Did I, did I ruin him? <laughs> did, did I do it? Was this the? This is he's going to be in? He's he, going to be on Doctor Phil in 20 years. Yeah, I feel this way every day. He's going to be the cash me outside kid on Doctor Phil. Yep. Um, yep. Man, as parents, you try to do the best, but sometimes, sometimes, not everybody can be a. a a parent like Craig Bullerjack. No, no. Buller set the bar extremely high. Craig Bullerjack joins us now right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Buller, how the heck are you? Hey, Buller. Oh, hello. Hello from Charlotte. Uh, you know what? You guys, I tell you, I laugh every time we get a chance to meet on Fridays. You know what? I fear exactly the same thing. Uh, my wife and I talk about it all the time. Like, what if one day we get a call? And, you know, uh, like you said, Dr. Phil, there's an intervention. And all of a sudden, they all three tell us, you never fed us. You never paid attention to us. You never did anything. I, I mean, I'd fall out of my chair. But yeah. uh, you never know. Well, we the problem is you've got adult kids. And Scotty and I know 
one of them very well, and he is a culinary artist. He is an exceptional human being, and Scotty and I always looked at each other every time we were around him and thought, oh boy, can we just raise a kid to be like this? Can oh, we, hey man. Can we build one of these? I just, no, I, you it, guys are too if kind. We, if we could all have uh, our own versions of DJ, we would be in great shape. Uh, you guys are great. DJ's uh, he's a good guy, you know. If there's any single women out there. <laughs> no, Buller. Scotty and I could sell oh. it, man. Scotty and I could uh, sell you know, it. I think he's roaming the streets free now. So, uh, you know. Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's a challenge, man. Being a parent, you know, I was away a lot early, so... You know, you always, the, the thing we always said in our house was the you know, open door. And so if there was something going on at 2 a.m. or 2 p.m., never too late, never too early just to talk. And I think talking is real important to, to the youth, even more so today. That's just, and my mom and dad were the same way. So I just kind of took a piece of what I learned and just kind of transferred it to, to my son. So well, that, it's, it's, not an easy, it's not an easy task, guys, as we all know. It's, it's a challenge every day. I was scared. <laughs> High school days, man, I was I didn't know what to expect. Every day that they came home I had no idea what was gonna happen or what was what was gonna be laid down on the table, like, oh boy, here we go. But uh, we dealt we dealt with some stuff. Don't get me wrong, man, for sure we did. Absolutely. Well, your advice goes directly against the advice Scotty just gave me because I just had an incident in the house yesterday yeah. and yeah. I feel like it may be ruining one of my kids and I re- I reached out to Scotty and I just said, Scotty, what do you think? He said, just ignore it, man. And I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never happened. Just ignore it. Ignore it. Never happened. Go away. <laughs> He'll just, just I'd go like, away. I'd like to argue with him, but that's exactly what I said. Just like, pretend nothing happened and just move on. Oh, man. I'm telling you, Buller, this parent thing is... is oh, it's tough. It, it is. It's a gut check. My dad did that one time. Um, I was caught being out too late. And, of course, um, my mom has radar, and she knew I wasn't in the house. And so <laughs> it was probably 2 a.m., and I was out with some buddies, and we just sauntered into the house, calm as cucumbers, and they were all standing at the front door. And I thought, oh, uh, life has just ended. Oh, boy. <laughs> and my mom looked at me, and she says, you know what? I have nothing to say at this moment, but tomorrow I will. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and, and, then, and then my dad just looked at me and said, man, you know what? You can get a lot of trouble out there. I'll never forget. And he just stared at me in a, a little military glaze, you know, the old the old drill sergeant and I go, Oh gosh. And my buddies were just standing there like frozen, like stone, you know, they were like stone statues. They didn't want to mess with, you know, with my dad. So we go downstairs and that's where we, you know, supposedly slept, but we all had our eyes wide open for about three hours later. And you know what? We got up the next day. My dad never said another word to me. Really? Wow. Yeah. Let it go. So I think, I think the moment, was the teaching moment and 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 the stare and the the silence is almost more of a punishment than any words, you know? Yeah. And I, I said, man, did I screw up? <laughs> so sometimes you get the message yourself, man. But <laughs> you know, it, it was uh, when my mom says we got the cops out looking for you. I thought, oh, oh boy, oh, boy. oh no, yeah, that's that's not great. Yeah, that's man. that's a bad one. Yeah, that was a bad one. It's really my brother to blame because he was coming home for prom. And we had make this makeshift tent. You know how that is? 
uh, and about four or five guys were just hanging out there for the night, and then we left. And of course, we were, uh, you know, just looking out and meeting up with some girls. And uh, <laughs> oh, my brother it. came home; he was going to scare us in the tent. And he walks in and goes, "Hey, man, where's Craig?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks, pal. You blew my cover. God, oh, man. Yeah, so that was that was the end oh. of that one, man. Yeah. I remind oh, him quite often of that evening, by the way. Yeah. Well. Well, last night, uh, the Jazz in Orlando, it was a battle of who wants it less more. And uh, yeah. Orlando <laughs> it loses to the Jazz. Say that one again. Who wants it less more? Okay. Uh, but the Jazz get the win over Orlando, 131 to 124. But, you know, here's the thing, Buller. I know you hear a lot of people, and you probably go to a grocery store or gas station. Somebody's like, hey, can you tell those Jazz players to lose games? Come on, we need draft right. picks. But Do you can't tell. You can't tell these guys to lose games. They're they're too competitive. And Larry Markinen did what Larry Markinen's done a lot and make big plays in the fourth quarter. Yeah, no, true. You know, and there's a Chris Dunn out there who's playing some high level defense and then maybe found a home here, right? He's been well traveled, put himself back into the G League, worked his way back, former fifth round, fifth, you know, number five player taken in the draft. And all of a sudden, you get a, a really impressive defender right now playing who makes. Big plays, turnovers, finish, rebounds. Uh, you've got Ochai, who's growing. You've got Kessler, who you know got off to such a fast start on the defensive end last night with three block shots. And I have this conversation a lot, you know, even within our group. It's like, wow, Big T, what do you think, man? You know, what are you going to do? And I and and, and Justin Zanuck has said to us a couple of times that you know, and again, there this is the one line in a private conversation that we can quote is the fact that, you know, there was no preconceived notion of how this team was going to play or how they wanted them to play. And I think that's an important thing because you can, I guess, you know, hands in the professional ranks, you're expected to compete because you're well-paid. Sure. And I think this is an interesting quandary because fans complain about the lack of play and the lack of effort, but then – they change when it would actually benefit the team and them as fans to lose. And so then I think to myself, okay, what are the Jazz trying to do? Maybe they're trying to really do both. I mean, they want to set, I know this word culture gets overused, but when you have a lot of young players uh, like Kessler, uh, like Ochai, like Taylor Horton Tucker, even though he looks older, he's only four years in, man. You know, I mean, He's learning a new position, by the way, and they're really giving him a chance to, to, to elevate his game. But if you tell them just to drop and lose, then what do you do at the same time? The culture, again, overused, but I think in this case it's worthy that you're trying to say this is how you win. You know, you go through strife, you go through struggles, struggles you lose games in Dallas, even though you played your tail off against two of the best players in the world in Kyrie and Luka. And you come back to Orlando that has some pieces, much like the Jazz, and all of a sudden you go out and, and you bust tail and you win. I mean, I don't know what else you do. I mean, unless you just basically embarrass these guys and put rotations in that make no sense. But what do you teach in the process? So I'm glad I'm not an owner. I'm glad I'm not a coach because it's a difficult thing to, to work through. I think that the, the what I know of Will Hardy, he's a competitor. Where do you think he came from? I mean, Popovich is one of the toughest, but even though I believe they would have the fourth pick in the draft or the third pick in the draft, it changes hourly at this time. They're still competing, but they don't have a lot of pieces. They traded away Pirtle, right, to kind of put the mark on it. Even though the Jazz traded away 
you know, Mike, you know, Mike Connolly and Beasley and Vando and, and uh, nah, it, it's the jazz. Whoever comes in seems to want to play. And so what do you do? I tell you, let them play and see where the chips fall. You know, right now, 15 to play. They're 11th in the West, but it's crazy. They're half a game. I was just writing these notes down. They're half a game out of the play-in. And how crazy, they're two games out of six. I mean, that's how stacked up the that's Western wild. Conference is. And you don't know how this is going to end. And it just has to play itself out. The Jazz still have a hard schedule to go. Uh, come home, you see Boston on the road, you see Brooklyn on the road, you still go to San Antonio. That may be just a yawner, but who knows. Uh, but, yeah, there's there's still a lot of basketball to be played. But I find it intriguing on the direction that a lot of fans talk about, but also what's best in the end run. I mean, are you teaching Ochai the right habits to win? Uh, or does Ochai and Walker say, yeah, tonight doesn't matter? You know, and that's I'm talking like two years down the road, right? So I think it's a great discussion. I really do. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. So, Bowler, I was going through Lowry Markkinen's season to this point and going through some of the games that he's had and the all-star run that he had to become a starter in that all-star game. Even though it was a replacement of Zion, he was a starter in the all-star game. He's averaging 25.5 points, 8.5 rebounds, and 2 assists a game shooting nearly 52% from the field. And I was trying to think of the individual performances I've seen in a season from jazz players. Where does this rank? And I was going going through all kinds of different years and seasons, but where does this Lowry Markkinen 2023 season rank in terms of individual seasons by jazz players? Probably one of two or both of Carl Malone's MVP years. You know, we, we honestly, uh, I mean, you know, Carl was in that 27-point range for a long time in his career. We compared that last night, by the way, to Dirk Nowitzki's 05-06 MVP season, and the numbers are almost mirror ident- identical. And But, you know, that was in, this is now, and I think Dallas won 60, right? 60 games. But it still shows you how productive he is and how some teams maybe misfired on basically his, his skill set because he's a powerful guy at the rim. He can step down and hit the three. He's got right and left-hand ability, mid-range, hits three throws, rebounds. He's almost nine a game in that category. So, I mean, again, he's six years in. And I, I'm only a believer that, and even like for Chris Dunn, do you find a coach, do you find a system, that works. And I think the answer to that for both those players at the moment is absolutely yes. And, you know, Will Hardy, Will Hardy's a, a hungry young coach with a lot of guys who want to make players better. And Utah's always, you know, hung their hat, right, guys, on development. And they've got that opportunity now with several players, and we're watching it in live time. I think the Jazz actually will be ahead of schedule because of the minutes and the starts that Taylor Horton Tucker and Ochai Abaji are getting right now. 
So they've got things to work on in the offseason, but they're getting valuable minutes and valuable experience. Uh, as one is a rookie and one who's playing a new position, and Kessler as well is, is ahead of schedule. Most guys sit on the bench and get those fourth quarter minutes, you know, in the last, you know, two or three minutes of the game. But these guys are right during the thick of it. And, and I think it only helps them uh, when we uh, jump into next year. The great Craig Bowler, Jack, joining us right here on 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. Bowler, always a pleasure. we got to cut you loose. I know you're busy, but uh, enjoy Charlotte. Charlotte ranked pretty high on your list of NBA cities, or uh, I mean, you, you got a little bit of Carolina barbecue there. Anything good going oh, yeah. on, in Charlotte? Oh yeah, that's that's it's raining. Uh, this trip has been nothing but rain. The whole country's under uh, rain and storms and snow, uh, so it's rained hard last night and again, just kind of uh, kind of wet right now. But we'll find some barbecue. I was going to go to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I've been there once. But they're closing early today for some reason, so I don't know. Uh, I may still try to sneak over there. But um, uh, hey, good luck to the uh, to the Aggies. By the way, that's another great conversation of how they could be on the bubble when uh, they're two point favorites against Boise State. Tonight. They're right so, there, man. They are right be, there. I appreciate that. Awesome. Should be a fun one. Should be should a fun be, one man. for sure. Have a good time on that call, Scotty. Thank you, Bowler. That means a lot. Thanks. You're we'll the best, you Bowler. Right. Tell DJ how right. for us. I'll do it. Thanks, guys. All right. Love it. There's the man himself, Craig Bullerjack. Again, those conversations drop, uh, brought to you by Mountland Supply. Drop in on any of the Mountland Supply locations throughout Utah for all your HVAC, plumbing, waterworks, landscape, and agricultural irrigation needs. Check them out at mountlandsupply.com. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.